Hola, humans. Hola, amigas, amigos, amiguis. Welcome, Welcome to, to episode three. Today we're going to be unraveling, dun 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 dun, mental health. Hello, T Amigas listeners. Adriana here. I just wanted to forewarn that we are going to be talking about mental health, which can be a triggering topic. If at any time you need to tune out, please do so and join us in two weeks when we unravel food and travel. We're not professionals and everything we discuss in this episode is based on our personal experiences and knowledge. Yes, because everyone um, should care about their mental health. But yes. before we start, how's your week been? What's going on in your life? Oh, girl, it was crazy. <laughs> Tell us about it. Um, so when we're recording this, it is, you know, March 20th. I don't know. What day is it? It's March 23rd. And we just closed the show that I was stage managing and doing props and assistant directing and assistant choreographing and doing the board. And yeah. You're pretty much running the whole show. Yeah, but I couldn't have done it without, like, the whole team. Like, they were incredible. But, yeah, it was a pretty chaotic weekend. And some of the kids decided it was fun to curse the show and say, the Scottish play, which is Macbeth. <laughs> and they said it in the theater on opening night. And then our show got cursed. So, yeah. But it's done. And I had a day off. Good. Um... How was your week? I will get into that, but today oh. is also the one-year anniversary where we got let go from the job. Oh that my we god! Went. I was like, "What's the one-year anniversary for? What? Yes, happy anniversary! We got laid off a year ago. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? It's been a year. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been a whole year since yeah. we got laid off. I know. Um, thinking back at it, it feels like time has been frozen, but fast forward at the same time. Yeah. Because um, I kind of feel like my world fell apart. I was like, I got to go my job. What am I going to do? I don't know. I know. It was, that day was just so chaotic mm-hmm. where we were all like in a Zoom call <laughs> and we're like, my time is coming. <laughs> I know because I couldn't log into the systems and I was like, what's going on? I can't log in to do work. And then we started slowly hearing people being let go and I was like, oh, I'm next. Yeah. No, I was mad because that was my day off, and then they called me, and they were like, we need to have a meeting with the manager, and I was like, okay, it's my day off, <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was weirded out by that, and then, yeah, we, got, we all got laid off, mm-hmm. and then I was mad because, like, the next day, I remembered that in my email for the Secret Santa, the one that you never got. Yeah, I never got my gift. <laughs> for mine, if it makes you feel better, for mine, they sent it through this email, and it was tickets, or it was, like, a gift card to, like, AMC, so I could see in the Heights last year. And so they have my, like, $15 AMC gift card. I don't and know. so I'm still salty about it. <laughs> I don't know, but, like, moving forward, I feel like I'm in a lot better space than I was a year ago. Yeah. So I guess it worked out. Yeah, if I didn't get laid off, I wouldn't have been working at a theater now. That's true. But I also wouldn't have been working three jobs. No, I probably would have been still working three jobs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I was working three jobs then. Yeah. When I got laid off from all of them. (laughs) But you found three jobs during a panoramic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I finished a book today. Oh! Um, I read Before We Were Free. It's really cute. 
It's about this girl in the Dominican Republic and mm-hmm. going through the dictatorship and her family trying to escape. It's kind of like Anne Frank a little bit. Oh, nice. Yeah. What I do like you rate it? Because Gabby has been rating her books on Instagram, if you follow her Instagram. <laughs> yes. I've also been doing journal prompts, if anyone cares to follow me. Yes. Um, I would rate it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Because the little girl kind of annoyed me with all her questions. <laughs> You're like, shut up, But it's girl. also, but she's also like 11, so I didn't take it into, the, into consideration. And like, when you're that age, you want to know everything. Oh, yeah. 11-year-olds just like, have so much to say. Yeah. Children just have so much to say. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to give away what happens, but I would recommend it. I think nice. I finished it in like four days. Oh, nice. I was just like reading and reading. Yeah, I finished, or I'm working on... What is the book I'm listening to? It's really good. It's called We Set the Dark on Fire. And it's like set in Mexico. And it's like higher ups. Like there's the capital. And like that's where all the elite live. Like it reminds me of Hunger Games in a sense. So like in the capital, it's all the rich people. And they don't go out to see beyond that so like beyond the border um that everybody's poor and they're like those people are basically terrorists and we if they try to come in even if they're dying and just try to look for medicine we have to kill them and so this girl her family like gets um they get across the border and then she has like fake papers and she is living basically a fake life that she was a capital person and that she's rich, and so now she has to fulfill her duties. Oh, and, damn. Yeah. Um, it's and, pretty cool. And also, today was a good day because I had coffee. You know, I'm trying to limit my coffee intake to help with my anxiety. Yeah. Um, but Carl brought me a large latte. Yes. And I can still kind of feel my heart racing. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. Still on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like having that adrenaline. I missed it. <laughs> How, wait, when was the last time you drank coffee? Um, sometime last week. Okay. I don't remember. I think maybe a week or so ago. Yeah. It's crazy that, (laughs) because I mean, when I used to work at that breakfast place, I would have coffee every single day. Yeah. I went through caffeine withdrawals because I couldn't sleep. You know, I have issues sleeping. Um, but caffeine withdrawals are a thing. Like, worst migraines ever. Oh my gosh. Because mm-hmm. you gave up caffeine, like, last year, right? Yeah. I've noticed, like, it helps control my anxiety because I'm not adding some more mm. adrenaline to my body. Yeah. I've also noticed it's helping with my breakouts. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, which makes sense, but I I love coffee so much. <laughs> like, I'll never get tired of seeing that. So it was, like, a good day because I had coffee. Yeah. Oh, just, like, the taste of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not a coffee person, yeah. but I do like because coffee gives me like jitteries and I get anxious. Um, but I do drink like chai and stuff, mm-hmm. and that does have caffeine. And so sometimes I'll get like caffeine high from that. And like I had a cap. It's weird because I've been I have like caffeine or chai latte stuff at home, mm-hmm. so I, usually I just make it from home. But during one of our show days. I decided to go get a chai latte from Starbucks. <laughs> and I don't know what they put in their chai lattes, but, like, I got so anxious. Also, with all the cursed shows, <laughs> I was so anxious. And, yeah, it just was not great. 
Well, if anyone's looking for a good chai recommendation, I love Third Street Chai. Okay. I can't handle, like, the spiciness that much, but I like this one because it's sweeter. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I usually like sweet chais. I know I'm lying. Yeah, and those are pretty much the highlights of my week right now. Yay. Yeah, but I don't know. Let's get into it. Let's get into mental health. mental health. Yeah. Yes. So why do you think it's so hard to talk about mental health? Mm-hmm. I think just the culture of the world. <laughs> they don't, I think it's just culture not to talk about difficult things and not to open up and like we live in capitalist america so if it's not making money then why talk about it like if you're having a bad day where you need to take a mental health day like you're lazy or you're not a hard worker that that's how it is here and so i think that's why people don't talk about it it's not making people money Mm -hmm. even though it's a huge industry to make money from Mm -hmm. it's very expensive how do you feel about your mental health? Oh, my? Girl. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> my mental health is... I know that I have troubles with my mental health. And I know I need therapy for certain traumas. <laughs> but it's expensive. So, and I'm very much a, like, strong person. Like, I'm very much there for other people. And I will put on a whole facade. <laughs> That I'm like, yeah, I'm great. Living life. It's fine. It's wonderful. Well, you're like a but caregiver. I'm, yes. I very much am. And I'm very much, yeah, just, I'm fine at all times. <laughs> Sorry if I put you on the spot. You did. You, making you, did. you open I'm up, like... <laughs> even though we haven't known each other for four years. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I, my mental health is not great, but it's, you know, I'm working on it. And I've started doing, like, inner evaluations of myself. Like, mm-hmm. what am I holding on to? Why am I doing that? What do I need to do to get better? hmm Yeah. And I'm very much the person, too, that I don't want to put my problems on other people. So that's what also why I don't talk about it. Because I'm like, you have your things going on, and I don't want to put my things on top of it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my problems aren't as big as other people's problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but then at the same time, how do you measure how much a problem is? Mm-hmm. You know? You don't. <laughs> exactly. That's how's, the point I was trying to make. Yeah, how's your mental health? Um, Working on it. Yes. Um, But I personally think that mental health is very hard to talk about because it shows vulnerability. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. I feel like no one wants to be seen as the person that's like quote unquote weak and has issues just because we live in a society where like everyone it's everything is fake. It's like a facade. Like we have social media and everything and we're like, oh, everyone's living their happiest lives ever. Like everything's perfect for them, not for Mm me. Um, I can't be open about this because people will not like me and you won't fit into like quote-unquote society standards Mm -hmm. and I also think it's a lot hard harder to talk about mental health because like you said you can't measure it Mm -hmm. um, because it's all in your mind where it's like if you're physically physically ill um, I mean we can see like you can see your temperature exactly or you could see your blood pressure or your all that yeah 
Yeah, so I think that's why it's also very um, hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then kind of touching on work, I feel like right now we're in a time era where jobs are like, oh, we really want you to take care of your mental health and do mm-hmm. all of this. Yeah. But it's like, you're making me use my own PTO for that. Yeah. And then I'm going to be stressed because I'm going to be behind on work. Um, I'm not going to have PTO when I need it. Mm-hmm. So if you honestly care about my mental health, why don't companies like offer like X amount of days a year? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, this is your mental health day. Like, no questions asked. Just go and use it. Like, don't yeah. worry about the work. Or like when the company that shall not be named <laughs> was like, go do yoga, but you have to use your lunch for your yoga or use your break for the yoga time. And yeah. it's like, okay, so it's not a real break. <laughs> you advertise that you have all these things for us, but we, what are we sacrificing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I feel very fortunate because if I need to take a day off, mm-hmm. like, I can do it. And they won't, like, question it. Mm-hmm. So I feel very lucky and blessed in that scenario because there's been some times where I'm like, I can't. <laughs> like, I can't do this. Like, I'm having yeah. a mental breakdown. Like, I can't log in and read an email. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to get it out of me. Yeah. That's... See, that's that's what's very toxic about, like, the theater industry. It's like... Like you were saying about vulnerability, they want you to open up and be vulnerable and like for certain things and they're like, tap into these emotions so you can act so amazingly. But then like there's nothing that they do after it. So like what happens after you break down and you're having this crying on like on stage in front of these people and they do nothing after and it's just like in theater, they just like run you until you're empty (laughs) basically Mm -hmm. like it they use you use you until they're done with you and that's that's what's um there's a lot of conversations going on about it and how that's very toxic for the theater community and we just need to like talk about it especially because a lot of the theater people are like empaths or like very emotional people or 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 emotionally intuitive um and how you just get used and abused for it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah then shoot i lost my train of thought again I have, like, so many thoughts racing in my head because when I talk about mental health, I get fired up. Yeah. Um, But it's also, like, I feel like everyone wants to talk about mental health in a way of, like, self-care. This is what I do. Oh, yeah. But no one really wants to have a conversation about, I have suicidal thoughts, I'm depressed, I'm Mm -hmm. anxious, I can't get out of bed. I feel like most people don't want to touch that subject. Mm -hmm. Um. I feel fortunate because I feel comfortable. I have close friends and my therapist that I can be open to. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of people don't have that. They have to live with that, like, inside of your head. Mm -hmm. And there's no escape. Yeah. Because everyone is always up for, yeah, let's do yoga. Let's meditate. Let's do this. But who's going to talk about, like, really what it is to be in bed, not have any energy to do anything yeah um you feel bad that you want to do these things but you physically can't Mm -hmm. yeah no one wants to talk about that yeah like it's it's hard to just do it Uh, i had a conversation with a friend about like uh she was talking about somebody who's working out and stuff and they're like literally i feel depressed i can't get out of bed like what should i do because i'm like not meeting my workout goals and she explained it like yes (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> and she explained it as like, um, 
just get out of bed, do what, do a small thing. So like if you're just like cooking, like do a squat here or there or something. Don't make it a, like if you're like, you have to get up and you can at least do 10 minutes of workout. You're not depressed enough to do 10 minutes of workout. Like that's so toxic. And that's, that's not talking about the bigger issue at hand of, of like the depression. You know, mm-hmm. and and working out does help with releasing endorphins and making you feel better. But if you physically cannot get out of bed, you know, what are you going to, you know, you still have to talk about that. You still have to talk about mm-hmm. the depression and figure out ways to manage that. Yeah. Well, I off. mean, like working out has been helping me a lot, but mm-hmm. to do 30 minutes of workout, it takes me two hours to actually do it and talk yeah. myself through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, like, when, when we were starting this podcast, like, um, I, I feel really lucky that you were, like, understanding because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I need to do all of this, but I just, like, can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Like, yeah. I want to do it, but I just, like, can't make myself. Yeah. So it's, like, a constant battle with your mind and your body. Oh, yeah. That's, like, for me, art has always been, like, my outlet and because and when it is somebody else's, I'm like, OK, we're going to do this and I'm going to do great for this and I'll set aside time for this. And like it's something that like makes me so genuinely happy. And I feel like I don't get that anywhere else. Like mm-hmm. uh, that's why, like, I I tend to get into my head of like, oh, everybody hates me. Everybody hates this. And I like shut down. But when I'm like the only thing I can turn to is art. Like it's my literal only outlet that like brings me joy mm-hmm. and happiness. And when I get to create it and somebody enjoys it, I'm like, people like it. <laughs> people like what I'm doing. Um, but I don't have anything. Like I can't, I know it sounds bad. I'm just, Cause Abby's probably listening, <laughs> but like, I don't turn to my family and I don't, I don't have a partner to turn to and I don't have, a therapist and I don't have anything besides art and mm-hmm. so like when I get to work on art I'm like this makes me happy <laughs> yeah and I feel like I haven't found a hobby or something that makes mm-hmm. me like that happy or like mm-hmm. this is my escape yeah um but that's something that I'm working on and it's also like really hard to find a therapist like you mentioned it's really expensive oh yeah it's so expensive and you have to find the right one it's like finding a partner you know it's Mm -hmm. it's like finding your spouse and finding you know somebody you love because you need to have that like relationship of understanding yeah the therapist that I currently have is my fourth therapist and this is the one that I finally feel like super comfortable with good yeah that was really really excited yeah because I feel like I reached a point in my life where I just can't do it anymore Mm -hmm. like I can't keep suppressing like everything that I feel like it has to come out because it is true like it will catch up to you yeah and it'll start seeping out through like the tiniest crevices and you just have to face it Mm -hmm. instead of avoiding it um yeah (laughs) yeah but it's also like so crazy with technology um because she's in Chicago um, and I'm here and we just do zoom calls and like I feel so much more connected to her than Mm -hmm. the other People that I've seen where I sit down and talk to them face to face. Yeah. It's all about finding the right person. Mm hmm. Yeah. What did it feel like after going through, like, even two therapists and you're like, I can't, it's not helping me feel better? Um, 
sometimes it feels frustrating because mm-hmm. you're like they're supposed to help me like they can't help me like is there something that's really wrong with me mm-hmm. that like I can't work through um the first one that I had I really liked her yeah um but it, it just felt like talking to someone she didn't give me any like things to work on mm-hmm. so it just felt like a venting out session yeah um, the second one tried to do ESMR. I forget the technical term, but it's ASMR. Like, yes. It's like oh no, you're no, now no. listening to our podcast. <laughs> no, not that one. Tap 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 tap. <laughs> no, I wish it was like that one. No, but it's like she do she does like eye movement and like she'll make me think of something traumatic and try to rewire through movement. My brain. Oh. I don't know. It was really weird. Whoa. But. That was really weird. That was not my thing. So yeah. I only went to her like two times. I was yeah. like, girl, bye. Um, my third one um, was when I was really broke because I was in school doing all these things. Mm-hmm. But if you ever need cheaper therapy, I went to DU and they have their psychology program. So students need to... Um, Get experience. Yeah, they need their hours. Mm-hmm. So I would meet with a student. They would record me, and the teacher would see it and, like, kind of guide her. Um, she was really cool. I really liked her because um, she gave me goals to work on. So I liked that structure, but it also felt like a lot more, like, homework. Oh, yeah. Which I didn't like. Yeah. Whereas my current therapist that I'm seeing, like, it's a conversation. She focuses on cognitive behavioral therapy okay so she kind of works me through my thoughts what I can do how can I change my behavior so I can make a new like routine okay so it's nice to talk to her through stuff and she gave me like a couple things to focus on so I really liked her for it and I like how she calls me out on my bullshit (laughs) I know I love getting (laughs) your text and you're like guess what my therapist said (laughs) She said I depend on Kona. What? <laughs> I was like, she depends on me. Yeah. So I really like how... I pay for her food. So who's depending on who? <laughs> right. Exactly. And like, I feel like that's what I need. Yeah. Someone to call me out on my shit and make me like work through that stuff. Yeah. Because I think some therapists, they're just like, well, like we were talking about like the flowery, like, oh, you're feeling sad? Well, how about you have a self-love day and, mm-hmm. you know, do that. But it's like, is that really helping? Because that's, or you is it further contributing to, like, your self-harm, basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, like, when I look at it, I feel, like, so thankful mm-hmm. because I feel like, I have the resources to go to therapy. I have a really good friend support system Mm -hmm. um, to deal through my trauma and things that are going in in my head. Um, Even like medicine, like Mm -hmm. my antidepressants, I'm able to get those. I'm able to afford them. But there is so many people out there Mm -hmm. that can't get therapy. They don't have a support system. They can't get the medication that they need. Like I can't imagine going through my whole life carrying all those burdens yeah like you just can't you're, you, you just do it i don't know <laughs> me not in there <laughs> you just, just do, do it. it yeah but it's just no like... but it's hard yeah mm-hmm. i always think I, don't know, I bet everybody feels this way like it feels like your traumas aren't curable Mm-hmm. so why do it <laughs> so why do therapy it's a very toxic way to think um but you know we work through it <laughs> yeah 
But I also feel like you should know that if you ever need anything, you have me. Yes, you have me too. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always ready to listen. Or just like I, I usually, honestly, like I'm so bad with words. Like, <laughs> like I don't know how to help people, especially with like, for me, for death and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I haven't had a close person to me who has died. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what it means to like lose somebody. Mm-hmm. The closest person I had was my drama teacher in high school. And like he was a teacher in high yeah. school. Um, but he was the closest person to me that has ever passed away. And it's just like, I don't know, people die. <laughs> like my family, mm-hmm. my family gets so mad at me. You're like my little brothers because they're so like loving and they're so empathetic. Um, so if like something in the movies, like somebody dies, I'm like, well, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, why would you say it? Like, like, Abby, she gets mad at me, too, when she when I say it like that. Well, they're dead. And she's like, why do you say it like that? I'm like, because we all live to die. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> you just, you don't need someone to give you advice or tell you anything. Yeah. Sometimes you just need someone that's there to listen to you and to not yeah. judge you and to let you vent out. Yeah. Because sometimes I think that's one of the worst things you can do is, like, someone comes to you and you, you're you like, oh, it'll be fine or blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, I just no. want you to listen to me. That's yeah, because then it almost makes you feel like those thoughts are, like, bad. Like, it's not okay to feel sad, which is, like, okay to feel things. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel hard emotions. And it's just saying, like, oh, you're fine. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> tried going out in the sun how about meditating how about meditating i have a little bowl Ding. Oh my God. if i had a friend that came up to me and said that i would just i think i would punch them yes yeah. here's a blanket that is sewn together with all these positive affirmations cloak yourself in it Ding. Oh my God. No. No, it's not good. I like to help people by feeding them. I'm like, okay, so you're sad. Here's some food. Yes. I made you 12 cupcakes. Yeah. Enjoy them. Exactly. <laughs> um, but also, going back to being expensive and not being a resource everyone has. Yes. Um, why doesn't health insurance cover more therapy sessions? Girl, why does it? My my mom has really good insurance because she works for a health industry mm-hmm. place, um, and it's like forty bucks per session, yeah. which like doesn't sound like a lot of money, but when you get paid eleven dollars an hour, mm-hmm. I gotta work four hours for that therapy. Yeah, and then also like they'll rather pay for you to be on like a million antidepressants, anti anxiety. Mm-hmm. Sleeping pills. Like, they're like, yeah, take all the pills that you want. We got you covered. (laughs) No. It's just, uh, that makes me so mad. Yeah, I don't care. My insurance doesn't cover therapy. I'm like, dang you. Yeah, that's how it felt with um, the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure if I got some pain meds, they'd be like, yeah, take them however many you want. But when I went to the chiropractor for my shoulder, it was expensive. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like... Okay, um, you can pay four dollars for this medicine, or you can pay like a hundred dollars a week for therapy. Of mm-hmm. course, people are gonna go and try to take yeah. medication, and that's what leads to like addictions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of medicine does help, and it's necessary, but there are a lot of uh, medicines that are like scapegoats. Like I'm not a doctor, 
Do not to the CDC. Don't take my word for it. Um, but you really have to research the medicine and you really have to know what you're putting into your body for it to be successful. Not me. <laughs> I didn't know what I was taking. <laughs> you're like, what? They're not sleeping pills? <laughs> but I figured it out now. But now we know. Schedule. It's fine now. It's good. How do you feel about being open with your family? Or how do you feel open? You don't have to answer it, but I was just interested since your mom is white and yeah. your dad is Mexican. Yeah. Do you see, like, the differences? Well, my mom is very, like, it's weird. Like, my mom's side of the family is very, like, Hispanic. Uh, just some of them don't identify. <laughs> I don't know. Like, our last name is Gonzalez. Like, we're, mm-hmm. and, like, my great-grandma speaks, like, fluent Spanish. Um but honestly, with my family, mental health is a huge problem and nobody wants to fix that or like acknowledge it. They just go through their life. And you also have, I've heard of generational trauma. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to break that. Yeah. And I'm like the oldest of five. I'm the child of a single parent and... A father who was gone forever. So it was like, I don't know, it just wasn't a thing. We just never talk about our feelings. Yeah. Like, I never, I never, I don't open to, up to my family. Mm-hmm. I'll open up every now and then to my sister, but, like, then she'll use it against me. Because <laughs> she's That's evil. a civil I would, I would probably do that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, how do you feel? Mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was... Yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, I just feel like my family, in a way, is a little bit more open just because of what we've been through. Mm -hmm. But it's still something... But before that, how was it? No. Like, growing up, you never talked about your emotions? No. Yeah. Never. And it's the same thing as you. I mean, I feel like right now I'm in this situation where I feel like my mental health is so fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, just because like you in a way, um, when my sister passed away, I was the one that had to take care of everything. Mm -hmm. I had to be the strong one and let them grieve. Yeah. And I felt like if I broke down, that would mean my whole family was broken. Yeah. So I didn't want my family to be broken. So I had to, um, run away from like my feelings and everything. That's why I took 16 credits in college. I took an internship. I had two jobs. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I would sleep like four hours max a day. Yeah. And I would always like have to be on the go or else I would crack. Oh, yeah. That's what like fucked me up. And this is why I'm in this this situation like eight years later Mm -hmm. where now I have to work through all of this. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, my dad doesn't open up about his feelings at all and I just machismo <laughs> yeah exactly machismo my mom opens up more about her feelings but I think she's more comfortable with me okay but even like my mom knows that I go see a therapist I'm not sure if my dad does mm-hmm. but I was just like kind of talking to her and letting her know like I'm trying my best but there's something not clicking in my brain yeah so I talked I told her about potentially being on antidepressants and she was like Todo está en tu mente. she was like everything's in your head and I'm like yo lo sé I know it's that's in my the head problem. that's the problem <laughs> and it's stuff like that so I kind of got a little upset and I was like yeah you don't know what I'm going through 
Yeah. Like, I know you're going through some fucked up shit also, but it's like, I'm trying to, like, help myself because I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think in a lot of people, like, especially my family, they just, like, don't admit they have a problem. So Mm -hmm. you just, like, and then there's, like, all this tension and craziness and then people butt heads and then we stop talking for months. Exactly. I feel like... (laughs) And that's, like, normal, but it shouldn't be. Yeah, and I feel like in Latino families, that's... That's the one emotion you do show is anger. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing that will come out. And mm-hmm. then, like, you won't talk for, like, months. And then out of nowhere, like, you won't address that situation, but you'll start talking again. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I noticed when I moved when I moved out first with roommates and then I moved out on my own is I stopped feeling so angry. Like, at home, I felt so angry, like... A lot of the time. And that's not... And, like, you've never seen me angry. Most, like, most people have not seen me angry. I saw you close to it when I decided to change the whole podcast. <laughs> you didn't even see me! <laughs> I read it. <laughs> you read between the lines. I'm just kidding. No, but, but yeah, most people haven't seen me angry. And that's the emotion I feel most when I'm around, like, my family. Which, mm-hmm. like, isn't good. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah, so I try to avoid that. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like feeling angry. Like, And sometimes like I see red and like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, That's it's crazy. not good. It's, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, most people don't. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like your mind is so freaking powerful. Yeah. Like you don't know what's going on through people's heads. Yeah. I want to get my brain scanned. Oh, I'd love it. There'd be holes. <laughs> I know. No. I also wonder if, like, part of my brain issues came, like, started happening when I stopped playing instruments. Because when you play instruments, you're using two sides of your brain, like, at all times. And I haven't played instruments in, like, forever. So I wonder if that's mm-hmm. part of, like, Maybe. why my brain just isn't working as it used to. <laughs> yeah, I don't put my brain to use. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I feel like sometimes I sound like I have a horrible life and I'm miserable, but I'm really not. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot for me to feel, I can feel negative emotions super easily. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot for me to, um, feel happy, positive emotions. Mm -hmm. But once again, like I'm trying my best. It's just my brain is not clicking. Yeah. So I'm working on it. But overall, like... Not including like sometimes my posts and Instagram and the way I talk and my the, Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> my Twitter um, is so sad. Overall, I think I have a very happy life. Yeah, like I have everything I need. Mm-hmm. Like I have my dog. She has special needs, but I love her for it. <laughs> You've seen her. <laughs> she only bit me a few times. <laughs> I, because you gave her attention. Yeah, if you she's... ignore her, she'll be like, please love me and pet me. That's why I hit her with the pillow today. And then she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Great. like that. She likes abuse. <laughs> um, like, my husband is, like, the greatest partner ever. Yeah. Like, I'm, like I've never been open with anyone like I am with him. Mm-hmm. Like, my family and I are working on it, but my family is, like, so supportive. We all have our own issues. But at the end of the day, we all come together and yeah. we're there for each other. And, like, I have you as my friend. I have so many amazing it's friends. <laughs> yeah, so I know sometimes I sound really negative and down, but listeners, if there's only one out there, Abby, um, <laughs> um, just She's going to be our number one fan. <laughs> I know. Um, just know that 
I do have a happy life or like yeah. a, a ha- like a life that I'm happy with. Yeah. That's how I feel. I feel like I don't give enough credit to myself and like what I've worked for mm-hmm. in life. And like even, you know, I, I feel like you saw me how after I graduated and I was like, yeah, I graduated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I moved down by myself. <laughs> and like, That's I, so amazing. Like you yeah. have your own place by yourself without roommates yeah. in freaking Colorado. Oh my God. Like that is so incredible. Well, that's, that's why I got five jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're doing but, what you want. Yeah. Because that's what you want. You mm-hmm. don't want to live with roommates. So you're doing whatever you got to do. And that's mm-hmm. like admirable. Yeah. It's. It's hard. But yeah, I, I feel like a lot of my dark thoughts come in when it, it it's so random too. Like I can't, I don't, I can never pinpoint like what triggers me into like those dark thoughts, but sometimes I'll just be literally driving home and then all of a sudden I'm like, I, I think it's cause like sometimes I don't know how, but like the radio is just not on and like my phone doesn't connect, so it's just, like, silent, and then I just sit in silence, and then I, the dark thoughts creep in, and then I get really sad, and then I start crying while I'm driving home, and I'm like, this is fine. Like, yeah, but it's so weird. I don't, I don't know. It's like, my brain is just like, be sad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? And then it's like, be sad. Cry now. You failure. And I'm like, oh, no. okay. <laughs> Since you said so. Like, my brain is an asshole sometimes. Yeah. And I don't get why. Like, why is it so, like, freaking... It's just like <laughs> your train dumb. of thoughts. Yeah. But do you control your crying? No. I do. That's something I'm working on also. Like, to stop yourself from crying? Um, I only allow myself to cry in situations where I think it's appropriate to cry. Okay. Like, if I'm watching a movie and it's sad, I'll let myself cry. But if I I feel emotional about things in my life and need to cry, I won't do it. I'll wait until I find a situation that I can blame on something else that's not personally me to cry. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I have to be in control of yeah. how I show my emotions. Oh, that's cool. I I guess, like, I've never cried in front of people, really, and I could hold that back. Um, I can't cry on command, that's for sure. <laughs> There's so many actors that are, like, or, like, just people who don't know anything about acting, and they're like, you can't cry on command? What kind of actor are you anyway? Like, a good one. A good one. <laughs> <laughs> one that doesn't need to cry to show my emotion. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> But I I don't know. I don't know. Do I control my crying? I don't know. It's just me trying to be in control of everything when I can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do think memes making fun of mental health are hilarious. Oh, Those are, are my favorite. Our little dino memes. What's that I account called? It's literally like dino memes. Where the... Um, the dinosaur is all sad. Yeah. I feel like you and I follow the same account, but we send each other the same ones. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Usually, like, I read it the same time, like, you're going to send it. It's called Dinos and Comics. A comic about depressed dinosaurs who find hope in each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's us. <laughs> yeah, that's you and I. You and I, like, love that account. It is the best account. If you have not seen it, like, please go and look at them. Mm-hmm. And... If you want to get us a sweater, get us a sweater. Please. And love you I enter so many of their things. Also, so many of their, um, if anyone ever needs to tag people to win something, tag me. Yeah. Go ahead. Care. Tag us. We're here for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
feel like there's also another account. Dang it. I've, I used to follow a lot of mental health things on TikTok. Yeah. But you know I had to delete it because that ate up 10 hours of my day. <laughs> I'll sit there at like, I'll scroll, I'll start scrolling at like 10 o'clock and then all of a sudden it's 2 a.m. Oh, no, I'd be sleeping. <laughs> Maybe 4 a.m. It's so bad. Yeah. But I think that was that was a great unraveling. Definitely we'll have more episodes about mental health. Oh, definitely. Because that's something that I feel like more awareness needs to be brought up. And I feel like we need to make so much work to make mental health an something actual topic. Normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. a norm where people yeah. don't feel like they're weirdos. Yeah, don't feel like you're emotions and the things that are going on in your brain are invalid Mm -hmm. unless yeah don't be an asshole yeah and also we're not therapists this is all our personal if you do need help and you know you you can vent to us if you want you could write us a long email about how you're feeling we'll 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 send you cookies just kidding we don't have we don't have the funds to do that um but Definitely, if you are at your end and you feel like you need help that is beyond yourself and the people around you, um, the suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255. And I'm pretty sure you could, like, text them and call. So, like, definitely use that if you need it. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Please don't. Like, I feel like a lot of people... Here's the thing. A lot of people always complimented me on how strong I was. So I felt like that was the reason I couldn't break down. Mm -hmm. But also, I am now not afraid to ask for help. So please ask for help if you need to. Yeah. Cool. You're all amazing. Well, thank you for listening to your third ever episode. Um, Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, um, and leave us a review. Or send us an email we'll find we'll include all the information and let us know what you like yeah thanks for listening amigas amigos amigues <laughs> adios humans love you all bye Kona said bye yeah you heard her <laughs>